This is the Crypto Valley Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Valley Podcast. My name is RK, your host. Today is July 21st, 2020. And today we are going to talk about lots of subjects that are quite interesting. So stick around and uh, you'll be amazed about the things we're going to talk about today. Um, On this podcast, as usual, we explore the history of money from its very inception all the way to its current state and most importantly, its future. We also discuss how the current financial system illusions investors and consumers and how you can exit and obtain your financial interdependence. So if you're someone who has average to no experience in finance, and even if you have experience in finance, that's also fine. And you would like to take control of your financial future instead of trusting a banker or advisor, then this podcast is exactly for you. Today, I would like to talk about four questions. I'm going to try to squeeze all of them into one episode. The first question I would like to discuss is what the nature of every normal and healthy economy is. Second, how the economy is constructed today. And third, how Bitcoin can be a solution. And fourth, how to get exposure to Bitcoin. Now, to start with the first question, uh, what the nature of a normal healthy economy is, I would like to use the example of nature or the weather. And the reason this is so fascinating to use this as an example is because there is lots of similarities and lots of Uh, same principles that goes into an economy that goes into nature and the way you have to think of that is that uh, an economy is basically a number of individuals or a number of market participants that are trying to basically trade with each other right somebody has something to offer that somebody else needs And therefore, they provide services to each other and they pay each other with some form of money. And the problem is, if you know somebody quite well, if you trust somebody, then this transaction can be very uncomplicated because you could do somebody a favor and that person does another favor to you. Uh, However, this is a very small and weak economy and it can only be between people that really, really trust each other. Um, And uh, most of people obviously do not trust each other because because they don't know each other. So you need a form of money that everybody without knowing each other trusts in order to transact among people. And all these individuals in the market have different emotions, different life situations, 
different professions, different backgrounds, different genders, different ages, different nationalities. It, 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 an economy is as different and diverse as nature can be. Because we actually, our source, human beings, is also nature, right? We have emotions, we have thoughts, we have fears, we have lots of things that are in our system that all play a very, very important role in an economy. And that means that, of course, you need to also, when you analyze an economy, you need to analyze that economy as something totally natural. Because people essentially have uh, similar thoughts and beliefs and emotions depending on the regions that they come from. But at the end of the day, everybody is in a different situation, etc. So this is the nature of every economy. Now let's move to the second question I mentioned a little bit earlier, which is, the question of how the economy is actually constructed today. And the way that the economy is unfortunately constructed today is that society has given power to a number of politicians and people that are in main control and that take political and economic decisions on the economy. And therefore, the economy cannot actually play out in its nature. And the way you can actually compare this perfectly with the weather is, or with nature, is to look at nature around Earth and look at what people are doing to it. The human collective ego is trying to fight nature because they unconsciously believe that nature is actually something they need to conquer in order to be successful or in order to be, uh, in order to move faster forward. This chasing thing that always keeps the human race going, right? That ego that makes us so different from other animals. And this is the cause of people destroying nature and intervening into nature by mass producing stuff uh, and over consuming things that are unnecessary and by destroying the nature and uh, the consequence of something like that, obviously, short-termly means a lot of prosperity, but long-termly, it's disaster, obviously. And it's uh, lots of catastrophes that we are already seeing in lots of places of the world where there is not enough water, drinking water, where we have problems with oceans, where we have toxications in all the places where they uh, use oil plants etc 
I don't want to talk about global warming in this episode, but it is a very, very good comparison because we have the exact same parallels at uh, or on what ha- what is happening right now with the economy. But not a lot of people make this comparison, but it's actually the perfect and best comparison you can make. If you see the economy just like nature and you know that we people are behaving differently based on our situation and based on our circumstances, then consequently your your logic should tell you that it cannot be correct to intervene in the economy and to artificially try to force certain spending behaviors or force certain investing behaviors given that the circumstances that people have is not actually right for those things to do. And by looking at this and looking at what's at what's happening in the world, we get this economy that is actually a construct of a super artificial economy that has no ground of reality, where you have stock markets that are going up while you have record unemployment everywhere in the world and literally 90% of retail sales is down and where you are actually losing this metric in order to be able to see what actually is really happening in the economy because you don't see that, right? And the reason that is so is very simple is because we have given the power to a few people who are controlling the money supply. And if you are giving some small number of people to control the money supply, then obviously they can manipulate or control every economy. And obviously you cannot get a sense of what a real economy looks like. Now, why is that so important? Why do I talk about this? The reason I talk about this is because long-termly, nature always wins. Always. Nature will eventually take over. And everything we have done in the meantime will backlash into us and destroy not only everything we have built, but also distort um, all logical sense we had for wealth that we used to know. I don't want to sound pessimistic, but this is really how I see it. There is no other way. We are going to see a huge number of people, the majority of the world, is going to become poor, not like average, it's, they're going to become really poor. They're going to jump from the middle to the lower and eventually to the poor level of society. And all that wealth in the middle will go to the upper side where people were in the position to position themselves with the knowledge and experience 
to be on the right side of this game that these people are playing in control. And it is on one hand a huge opportunity if you know what to do and on the other hand the biggest disaster for human society if you don't. And it's quite fascinating to be actually alive during this time because we are actually seeing this happen in real time and things are moving. Uh, you can see already we have record prices in safe haven assets like gold, silver against almost all currencies in the world. Today we reached against 1600 euros per ounce of gold, which is pretty much a record high against the euro and also the dollar has reached um, or the go or gold has reached an all-time high not an all-time high yet but almost an all-time high against the US dollar at around 1840 right now and what what this is signaling is that people are finally a few people I mean the wealthy ones who can actually who have the capacity financially and the knowledge they are buying these assets because they can see where this is going and going forward I'm going to talk about the third question I mentioned earlier which is how Bitcoin can be a solution to this problem and the way we can answer this is by going back again to what actually an economy is which is the nature of every economy which is very comparable to nature itself and the design of Bitcoin is actually the most natural way of how a currency could be because if you look at Bitcoin directly it is highly distributed just like nature is highly distributed there is no owner of any part of nature nature is everywhere you can see nature everywhere nobody owns it nobody actually controls it everybody who tries to control nature will get uh, punished big time and bitcoin is designed exactly in the same way but for finance and the more you try to conquer bitcoin the more powerful it becomes and the more robust it becomes and the more growth happens there if you try to attack it it becomes more secure if try if you try to ban it more people will use it if you try to take it away from people other countries will start using it more so this game theory that bitcoin creates in a completely new economy is highly correlated to nature and highly correlated of how things should be in a very distributed natural economy with no one person or a few people in control and this is just amazing how we can right now actually experience this move from traditional finance into this crypto finance where things are moving in a completely different paradigm 
And everybody is all of a sudden in control instead of a few. Everybody has the sole decision of what he wants to do with his capital. And you have a limited number of or a limited amount of capital available, no matter what people think, there is always going to be 21 million Bitcoin, never more. And so nobody can actually inflate it. And hence, we get this completely natural, robust and anti-fragile currency that is actually evolving and becoming the new gold that we are going to experience in a few years. Right now, Bitcoin is not a currency. It is not a currency. It is a highly speculative asset that highly sophisticated uh, investors are using. And a lot of retailers are using it, but lots of retailers don't even know what it is. They're just investing in it because they think that that's a new thing. And they're probably going to sell it again once it hits 20K, you know, or once it hits uh, 15,000 because they don't get the big picture. The only guys who are really getting the big picture from a financial perspective, I'm not talking about the tech guys, okay, from a financial perspective as of today, are the hedge fund managers and the big boys because they see this change coming and they see this opportunity that we are experiencing right now from traditional finance into this new era of crypto finance. And the saddest part of this whole story is that the main media is not talking about this. It absolutely freaks me out when I see CNN, CNBC, and all these commercial TV channel news media that are talking about Corona here, Corona there, vaccine here, vaccine there, which is, of course, relevant, but it is not something that helps people to protect themselves against what is actually coming. And when you tune into channels like Bloomberg, all they talk about is the stock market. And when they talk about Bitcoin, it's only about something that is highly speculative and nobody knows what happens. Of course, nobody knows what happens, but nobody talks about this change that is happening. And I am so happy, so glad that I don't live in a society where there is no internet access and everybody is exposed to a small number of people who also control the media. Thankfully, thankfully, we have the internet, we have lots of opportunities to access the most amazing contents from the brightest people in the world on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on all these channels, uh, it's absolutely fascinating what's happening. And when you observe this, what's, what's, been talking, uh, what's been talking about in the news media and what's been talking about on YouTube and on these podcasts, it's crazy. It's like two different worlds and they talk about completely different things. 
And I wish, I just wish more people would expose themselves to these alternative channels on YouTube because you have direct access to really professional, highly, highly sophisticated investors and people who know what they talk about. And I admit, there is lots of junk happening there. There's lots of scam in the internet. You need to be cautious who you listen to. But if you are subscribed to a few people that really give you good content about things that really make sense, you know, this is the, the, the two things you need to really, really ask yourself when you're listening to somebody on YouTube or on a podcast is, what's this guy's background, number one, and number two, what's, what's the subject he's talking about and does it make sense? Is it common sense? Is it based on principles or is there no logical background about the things he talks about? And once you filter these criteria and you are subscribed to a few people who give regular content, you can get the most amazing financial education right at your home, right from your phone, without having to pay one uh, penny for any of this exposure. It's, it's insane, the world we live in. And I see most of the people still watching these CNBC and all these scam, fake, uh, channels that talk about things that don't matter, that don't solve problems whatsoever. They just talk about things that are happening in politics, but not things that can help people to protect themselves. Whatever it is, I talk about finance, but there is other topics too. Uh, topics about nutrition, topics about your uh, spiritual health, your uh, physical health. All these things are not talked about in these channels. And all they talk about is just negative bullshit to give you exposure to things that are not giving any value to your life. And this is quite sad. And um, I hope you guys are paying attention to these things because they really, really matter. And they're really, really important. Uh, sorry, I talked a little bit too much about this because uh, I really feel bad and I wanted to get the message out. Uh, we are going to wrap this up. Uh, the fourth question, we're going to do an entire episode on it, which is how to get exposure to Bitcoin. It's going to get too long otherwise. Maybe tomorrow I will, I will record another episode only about this. This is a good question. It can easily cover an entire episode. I wish you guys a beautiful evening and uh, have a great week and all the best and see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.